Let me welcome to the show Stormy Warren Brett Young. These are my buddies Brian and Ben, Elvis Monroe. We have Jeremy and AJ Popoff from the band Lit. Welcome to the show, Basim Youssef. He has most recently appeared in The Walking Dead. He is Mr. Jacob Young. This is Mr. Jared Reddick. Most recently, he stars in the TV show SWAT. Welcome to DadCast, Mr. Kenny Johnson, MMA fighter, UFC fighter, Mr. Josh Berkman. Welcome to DadCast, Manny Cabo. Welcome to the show, Ryan Sickler. Welcome to the DadCast, Mr. Steve Trevino. He is the host of a morning sports talk radio show called Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio, Mr. Bill Ryder. He's a two-time world friggin' champion from the Los Angeles Lakers, Jordan Farmar. Welcome to the show and DadCast, Mr. LB Shane, the man, the myth, the legend. You know him as Mr. Tom Arnold. Welcome to DadCast, Mr. Randy Couture. From the band Saving April, we've got Jared and Jason on the show. Mr. Sean Cannon, how are you, man? Country superstar himself, Joe Nichols. Mr. Mickey Avalon on DadCast. Welcome to DadCast, Mr. Sean Patrick Flannery. The host of MTV's The Challenge, Mr. TJ Lavin. The Nelsons, Matthew and Gunner. Everybody, welcome back. This is DadCast, another episode. I am your host, JP, along with the other host, Mr. Nick Martin. Nick, how are you oh, today? Dude, I'm good. I'm all right. Good. Oh, well, you should be Still good. Still you should be better than all right, because today marks a very monumental right. day in the history of our podcast. This is episode number one freaking hundred. You that should be cool. more excited, man. Yeah, <laughs> it, I'll, it, I'll do the the whooping it do, whooping it do, and, and to mark the occasion. Not only did I have the coolest background I could find, um, I also bought a couple party favors because this is a party episode. Are you ready? <laughs> are you Are you ready? Okay, let's do it. It's a party. We have kids. We now have a party hat. <laughs> Don't forget. Number one freaking hundred. All right. And to mark the occasion, we have brought in a pretty spectacular guest. Um, you may have heard of him, and I've said this with, to a couple of previous uh, guests on the show. He has pretty much appeared in every single TV show or movie you have ever seen. And, and you think I'm kidding. All right. Just for example, you've seen him in TV in Law & Order. Life on a Stick, Love Incorporated, Related, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's funny. He's the random guy in that. Bones, Flash Forward, House, Happy Endings, Wilfred, Parenthood, Weird Loners, The Catch, House of Lies, Elementary, Fresh Off the Boat, The Good Fight, and one of my favorites, a pretty bummed it's not on the air anymore, Santa Clarita Diet. He is currently a main cast member and stars in the TV show, formerly on CBS and now on NBC, Magnum P.I. Welcome to DadCast, Mr. Zachary Knight. How are you, sir? I'm great. What an intro. What an intro. <laughs> Thank you for that. And, and I'm out of breath. You. It's Nick's turn. <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't been killed on Dexter. 
Like, <laughs> <you've been laughs> yeah, the de- you know, I, I search for the ones that, that kill me off in general, but uh, uh, I haven't been killed in a while on TV. I don't know what's going on. I, I got to talk to my agent about that. I forgot I, to mention too. He's been he's been in also a ton of movies. But you know what? If you want to check that out, go to Wikipedia and you can do your own deep dive on Zachary Knight and Zach. The very first question we like to ask on DadCast: It is the rite of passage. Here we go. Are you a dad? I am, in fact, a dad. All right, three talk to kids. us. Three. I get I get three. Okay, so here's my dad zone. I got a 12 year old daughter different mother than my two boys that I have currently three and a one. So Ooh. this is my second go around on the, uh, the old marriage tip and my third go around on the kids. My son just turned, my youngest son just turned one last week and my middle son was my middle child, but my only, my first son, he just turned three. We have the same birthday. So he turned three and I turned 44 at the end of October, October 25th. Awesome. That's right. Congratulations, so you know, I don't have a birthday man. anymore. I don't have a birthday. <laughs> nope, anymore. nope, no. nope. Just like we don't get Christmas anymore either ever since exactly, kids come yeah. around. Oh, no. That is no. amazing. Uh, we kind of parallel things just a little bit. I have a 17-year-old daughter. Uh, she's my stepdaughter. Um, obviously, different father, but uh, with my lady. And two children with baby mama now, who we're still together. Uh, 17 12-year-old boy, 9-year-old baby girl. And my 17-year-old, the stepdaughter, she turns 18 in two weeks. Wow. Help me. I, I don't know if this is a good thing. I don't know if it's a bad thing. All I know is she's going to be an adult, and she's going to use that line, I'm an adult, you don't tell me what to do anymore. And mm-hmm. I'm exactly fully right expecting it. Going south <laughs> with his daughter, too. It's like, it's it's good right now, but... In about a year and a half, two years, it's going to be like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Be forewarned. From, I mean, yeah. there hasn't been a dad we've had on this show yet where 13, 14 creeps around and all of a sudden they hate you for no apparent reason other than the fact that, you know, puberty. So we wish you luck, good sir. Oh, it's possible for her to hate me even more than she hates me right now. Oh, so she's entered it oh. early for you. <laughs> no, she actually, you know, my, my daughter, is she's, she's super chill for now, obviously. I know things are going to change, but she's, um, she's always been kind of a tomboy. So in a weird way, she's like having another son or I always consider her. She was, she's just like been into skating and surfing, forget about trying to get a dress on her or anything. She's not interested. (laughs) And uh, in fact, I was just in LA last weekend and we just had a great daddy daughter weekend. She stayed with me at the, uh, Hollywood Roosevelt. And we did a sort of a reunion for happy endings, a show I was on before Magnum. And, uh, we just had a great time. And I just, t- I, I always tell her, I said, honey, you promised me when you become a teenager, you're going to stay cool. And she's like, I promise I'm going to stay cool. And I'm getting it now on video. You right. know, I'm, yeah, so yeah. I can bring it back. I got to bring it back. Smart. Yeah. Very smart. And, and, and I, I hope, I hope it stays that way because she may stay cool in her head, but what we define <laughs> as cool, you know what I mean? Isn't cool at oh, all. Man. We speak from experience. Good sir. I mean, it's, yeah. Whew, it's touchy. I think we got about two more yeah. years with my daughter before she comes back to being like, oh, you're awesome. And I appreciate all you did for us, you know, growing up and everything you did. But right now, nope, nope. But we all went through it. You know how it is. The great circle of life. Oh, uh, yeah. I didn't I didn't want to hang out with my dad until I was maybe late 20s, early 30s. I wanted to sort of 
come back around. I right. started to appreciate all the things that, you know, and it was before I was even a dad, but it takes time. I mean, you just, you think, you know, everything when you're that age. So 13 years ago, man, give or take a few months, uh, you were told that you were to become a dad for the very first time. Can you recall the emotions of that day? Yeah, I was, um, I, I was a little bit terrified, obviously. And, uh, I remember I was living in Venice at the time with, uh, with, with my daughter, her name's Tallulah her, with her mother. And, uh, we were staying in this kind of place on the boardwalk in Venice and it was this really cool loft building, but in a super sketchy part of town All right. and so Venice and by that rationale, I'm assuming California and not Italy. All right, go ahead. Yes. Venice, California and Los Angeles. And like the first thing I did was I got to get a new place. I got to get a safer place. I got mm-hmm. this isn't safe for a baby. I got to get out of here. And then all the, you know, that thus began a never ending cascade of trying to basically find the right spot to live or the right home for all these kids. Right. You're just constantly evolving and school districts and the thing. And all of a sudden, you know, my priorities went from like partying at Paris Hilton's house on Friday night or whatever, somebody like that to like, okay, well, they can't watch Peppa Pig until they're like three. And uh, I got to keep that in mind. <laughs> Big change. Man, you're speaking my language. Today. Exactly. Same with us. Oh. I think that's for most dads, right, Nick? And oh, uh, yeah. Peppa Pig. Oh, God, the first three years. Avery, my baby girl. <laughs> all about the Peppa Pig. Oh, uh-huh. gosh. And what about you and Caillou? Have you experienced Caillou yet? Caillou, no. Okay, good. I'm, I'm not even going to say anything else. Okay, are you on? You have a one year old. Are you on Coco Melon? Oh dear God! No, somebody said you can't do the Coco Melon because it like scrambles their brains or something. I don't know. It does. Hundred. <laughs> not just the kids. Like I'll be like seriously. We started watching Coco Melon when my two year old is six months old, and we came to the point where he'd fall asleep, and I'd still be sitting there watching it like for an hour. I'm like, what? my wife would come back. What the hell are you doing? I'm like, I'm oh, watching Coco Melon. Bro, my- well, it's like every two seconds, right? It switches shots and it just keeps moving the whole yeah. time. It, it switches yeah. up the nursery rhyme. So like this, you're you're always like wondering what's going to happen next. It's it's like watching a train wreck. You can't look away, but you should. Oh yeah, I, we're I, kind I, of we're 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 in that vintage zone. You know, I like to show the kids. I almost act like. Like uh, E.T. is a, is the newest movie that's out, you know? I'm, oh, my God, this new movie, E.T. is out. You ever heard of The Goonies? It just came yes. out. It's incredible. Yes, good. I'm trying to yeah, you take it down the vintage. Right, You guys are in Oregon, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we've got The Goonies house up north. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. Astoria, I love that town. I partied I love with all uh, Corey Oregon. Feldman, one of the, the Goonies reunions. So that was, that was freaking cool. Yeah. 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 Great state you guys live in. I love it up there. I I love it too. I mean, I'm from SoCal originally first 30 years of my life, basically a Ventura County, uh, just North of LA County born in LA County. So I've had both. I'm so glad to be in this state. Every time I visit California and end up being on the 405, it reminds me why I moved, you know, yeah. The only time the 405 is great is at 405 in the morning. And sometimes that can be pretty sketchy too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to go on the rails really quick. I got to, I have to ask a Magnum question. I've been, my mother-in-law, it was like, you got to ask, why does Jay Hernandez not have the mustache? Um, I don't know if that's a personal choice or what the, what the moves were there. You know, they didn't, uh, 
they didn't I, my character basically i'm like everything that magnum doesn't want from the og i'm going to incorporate into rick i want to do the aloha shirts yeah i tried I to go for a mustache but they were like it's too on the nose so i'm going the full beard this year i like it but um yeah, but this, I don't know, the stash thing, you know, I, I, they just wanted to go, you know what's going on in entertainment these days. So they wanted to go a completely different route and try to reinvent the whole thing. And, you know, I don't ask questions as long as those checks clear. That's where, that's where I'm at. Yeah. On the whole thing. He's also about a foot shorter than Tom Selleck, Nick. So, I mean, there's a whole smorgasbord <laughs> I, of different. I promise her I would ask, dude, it's the mother-in-law. <laughs> no, Good no, job. I get it. I, I, get, it. I get it. I just, I lied I and told her it's out of respect for Tom Selleck. Nobody can do the stash <laughs> like Selleck. So. That's the thing, man. I mean, that was so iconic. It's like, you just can't it's you got to move on you know it's like we're we're just trying to and i actually think that we have done you know we have a great fan base and we had a lot of people just wanted to hate on us right off the bat and uh, i think it's a testament to the show that we grew our fans and people st- love the show and they stuck with us and i think as soon as they kind of put it out of their mind the old iconic magnum it's just it's just like a different beast you know i think the only thing that's kind of the most similar really are me and well the rick and the tc to yeah. OG. Oh, right. definitely. 100%. Yeah. No, you. Yeah. I mean, Dude, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of it. I love it. It's it's great. It's fun. You know, it's a it's a, it's like a fun Friday night action. Now Sunday mm-hmm. night, February 19th premieres on NBC. Sunday nights at nine. But, <laughs> February uh, 19th. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes, I guess so. I got time. Date. I got some time to edit this and put it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned earlier how going retro with your kids. Um, it's so funny you said that because I I wish I would have done the same thing. You know, my son, although with the advance of YouTube and, and being smart and searching up his own stuff, probably couldn't get, right. get away with it for too long. But um, I think it was Raiders of the Lost Ark we were watching. And before we turned it on, I said, son, this is one of the most iconic movies ever. It's the greatest. It's, it's Raiders of the Lost, you know. Our generation, it's like, come on, it's Raiders of the Lost Ark. We watch it, and he, they, we're 10 minutes in, he's like, Dad, it's old. <laughs> I'm like, no, <laughs> get past the fact that the film is just a tad bit grainy, and they're driving weird-looking cars. First of all, it's a period piece. It's set back in World War II. Stop it. But, yeah, he's... It's hard. It's hard. You know, guys shot the Goonies. Same thing. He he ended up yeah. digging it, but it, it's just getting them to dig old movies that we like that were iconic. It's it's tough, man. It's a battle. But it, Top Gun was an easy one for me. Like I got my 15 year old. He's all about. He's like, dude, there's this new movie called Top Gun Maverick. New like, movie. It's a sequel, dude. <laughs> he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, the first one came out in the 80s. So we watched. It. He's like, dad, that was so cool. So that new Top Gun was. Man, awesome. Woo, that was a ride. Miles Teller, man, that guy, holy crap. Yeah, good actor. And just the whole thing, it was just like a classic, good, mm-hmm. awesome movie. Like a good time. I haven't been at the theater and left with feeling that good in a long time. Just like, I yeah. been the Navy in a long time. And all of a sudden, I was like, man, I want to be a naval aviator. That, <laughs> that movie, the original one, made, hi, baby, come here. My, wanted me, I wanted to be a pilot, an Air Force pilot, whatever. But hey, I want you to meet Zachary Knighton. He is a Hi. famous. Oh my gosh, you got this is Avery. That is Zach, and you know Nick. Say hi. Say hi. Not wait. Hi, hi, Avery. Louder. Hi. She. It's so funny. She's not shy. Look what she just brought out. Wow. You are amazing, and I love you. 
All right. Now I'm in the middle of an interview, so go inside. All right. Get out of here. Yeah. I love you. Go away. <laughs> oh, she threw me off. That She's so sweet. That was awesome. I know, right? Congrats on your 100th episode. Mm. I'm so excited for my baby girl, dude. Like, I've got. Yeah. Oh, whole- b- 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 back up, Nick. Zach, yeah. Nick has six children with number seven on the way. <laughs> Nick, so yeah so nick cannon is my idol by the way <laughs> no, no uh, yeah no we uh we actually my wife and i have a, a baby coming in january and i'm just wow. like, super excited every time i see avery jump out and do cool stuff like that for jp i'm like oh i get i get to get that again hopefully like they're all yeah. boys and then no no i have girl. A, i have two girls and four boys and my my two daughters one's 18 and one is 21 and they both, uh, right now, they're just kind of, my 21-year-old lives in Texas. She's doing her thing. My 18-year-old, occasionally she likes me. Like, she called me last night. She's like, Dad, I got into college. I got a scholarship. I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. I don't have to pay for it. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no. So, it's uh, it's it's been it's been fun. Like, she was, my, my 18-year-old was super, super close until she was, like, 14. And then it's, she got the, I know everything, Dad. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Does your yeah. family uh, live with you, Zach? All of them live in the Hawaii with you? Yeah, we, well, so my uh, my daughter, my oldest, is the different uh, relationship. Yeah. So her mom's still in L.A. So during COVID, she was here the whole time. We were waking up at 4.30 in the morning to do online schooling and all that. But oh, that was fun. I got to have my kid here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I get to have her here for that year, year and a half or whatever that was, that there was no school and, uh, but she bounces back and forth. So I, 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 uh, we keep a place, we still have our place in LA. It's in Topanga, you know, by the beach over there in Malibu, Topanga Canyon. Um, we got a place there that's kind of become sort of a rental compound, but I keep a little cabin in case I need to go back. I try to, we try to not let two months go by two months is sort of the limit. So if she hasn't been here for two months and I'll cruise home for a week, if I'm off from the show or whatever, but other than that, she's here at spring breaks, Christmas, you know, all summer, she does all her sail camps and, you know, we've been here five years now. So she's got a crew here too. It's a part of the way she she's grown up. I mean, she's only 12. She doesn't have memories of us not being in Hawaii. Right. You know, so it's kind of, it's kind of good. And we figured out how to, and thank God she's old enough. She can get on a plane by herself. Thank God. So she, we just bring, you can do that at 12 now. Yeah. Well, 12, you don't have to be on a company minor up until then we would have to pay the airline, yeah, yeah. you know, a hundred bucks extra a flight to escort her. But now she's, she's just on her own and she's just cruising. So she comes back and forth, but I have my wife and my boys here uh, on the Island and we're just, we're just living here full time. We don't even go back you know, uh, in the off season, we just like, it's too good here. So when not shooting, what do you, what do you do? I mean, I, I went to hobbies and surfing. I mean, what do you do in, in Hawaii? Cause when I was there, I, it was 10 days and I always pictured myself living there, but in 10 days, I was like, I either need to take up snorkeling, fishing, surfing. What else is there to do? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, it's, it's, uh, you guys remember, and you're and Nick, you're about to have a baby. When you have, when you're in that zone, especially where we are in the three and the one right now, it's like there's nothing. There's no time to do anything anyway. Right, <laughs> you're kind of just dealing with your kids first and foremost. But you know, we I surf. I have a boat here, so the boat is the big thing. Nice. It's like 
if you're on an island, you got to have a boat. It's like having a car or anywhere else. You got to do it. So we go fish. We go to other islands. Sometimes we go to Molokai from here on the boat or wherever. We have some friends with sailboats. We'll go on some sailboat races. There's lots of great hikes. You know, it's it's a great it's a great. I'm 44 years old. I, I spent all my 20s and my 30s in New York City and LA trying to get my career started, and that also involves lots of partying, lots of good times, lots of boozing, lots of whatever else you can imagine could go down, and. It just that the I don't think I could have lived in Hawaii in my early twenties with <laughs> having that FOMO or wanting to go party or do it. Yeah, but it's like the perfect time in my mid forties to be here. You know, it's like my idea of a good time is waking up in the morning, getting those little gremlins off to school, getting in the water, preferably on the boat. Maybe there's a couple of beers in that cooler. Maybe not getting a few waves and getting my kid eating dinner at like five 30. And I go to bed at like eight o'clock at night. Now that's, that's where I'm at in my life. You know, it doesn't so, sound terrible, man. No, no <laughs> not it's, at all. it's not bad. <laughs> I've never been healthier either. You know, this place makes you, you just have to be fit. You gotta, that's all you do is just, all right, well, I guess we're going to go on a hike or I guess the waves are good. We're going to go surf for five hours or the, you know, the weather's perfect. We're going to go on a big run. It's just, it, it, everything sort of revolves around fitness here, which, you know, my whole life I was anti-fitness and pro pizza and, and beer and whatever. You know? <laughs> For being an island surrounded, obviously, by water and the ocean, I found it puzzling the lack of a good fish taco in the entire island of Oahu. Do you find mm -hmm. the same issue? Because what the hell, man? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> there now here's the thing yeah, being from California, coming from Southern California, when I first got here five years ago, the Mexican food, I was like, this is not Mexican food. This cool. is, this is terrible. Takes a little time. And then uh, the last year or two, they're just starting to sprout up. In fact, I had a great, great lunch today on the other side in Kailua, which is the windward side of the Island unbelievable fish taco and then there's a spot that just opened by my house that has a great fish taco too so they finally some people have come here you know during covid a lot of people moved here a lot of people as i'm sure oregon or wherever just they, they went to towns and places they wanted to go and we had an influx of people from southern california here and we have all of a sudden these great little spots sprouting up so we have found a good fish taco when you come back I'm going to take you to a great Dude, fish I am taco. so friggin' in because I circled that island twice. Because uh, one of my things, me and my lady, we like to do every February, Valentine's Day, is go to South Florida, Hollywood Beach. And there's five fish taco stands, one of them being the Taco Shack. I can't believe I'm talking about fish tacos right now, but it's going to happen. Um, I had one for lunch. I'm loving this. Good God. Fresh it's it's Mahi Mahi blackened fish taco, fresh caught literally that morning with the best. It, it's so good. I literally went there twice last year. Um, the second time I just said, hey, baby, I, I, I got a hankering for some fish tacos. I just booked flights. We're leaving in like a week. And uh, she's like, just to get tacos? I said, just to get tacos. And uh, there we went. We spent three days, four days, Hollywood Beach, eight. I had like 78 of them over the course of five days. It was it was amazing. And uh, he's not lying. He's and, no, yeah, I know. And then and then we went to Hawaii and I was so excited because I'm a foodie and I couldn't find anything. 
I mean, even in the the touristy sparks in Honolulu down there in the old skyscrapers and I, nothing. Yeah. And I'm even on the menu, there weren't even they did like they didn't exist. I, I was pretty bummed about that. But anywho, that's my fish taco story. I'm sticking to it. You guys. Yeah. Um. First of all, you being a TV and uh, and and movie guy, look at my shirt that I got today. <laughs> Ralphie. You'll shoot your eye out. And guess what? Today premieres the new one, the sequel. It's out on HBO Max. HBO Max is not a sponsor, by the way. Um, I'm I'm so excited. I am literally, when we are done here, I'm going to go get the kids dinner, and we're going to go watch the sequel to A Christmas Story before Thanksgiving. Mm, exciting, awesome. exciting day in the Pierce household, you guys. All right, let's get back to the kids, Nick. Okay, there we go. What was that? I'm going to watch Coco Melon and eat macaroni and cheese. <laughs> That's my life. <laughs> That's all right. That's okay. Um, let's go back again. 12 and a half years ago, give or take. Um, so the morning, the day, whatever it was, when uh, it was time for her to be born, were you in the room? How'd that go? Oh, well, that's it. That's an interesting story too. Um, and I don't think I'm, I'm not stepping out of school here t- telling the story because my ex, uh, my daughter's mother tells the story all the time too. And we're super tight and whatever. So she wouldn't mind me telling the story. Um, we decided to have a home birth, okay. our first kid. And, uh, um, we had uh, basically everything was going great. She was um, incredible through her labor. I mean, she was just like laboring. She started to go into labor at like five o'clock in the morning. And we had the midwives there and we had a pool set up with warm hot water in the middle of our living room. We had a little bungalow in Venice. This is when we found out we got pregnant. I immediately signed the lease on another place, got out of that place I was in. So this time we had a little house and had everything ready and we were, we were prepped and luckily I had a TV show at the time. So I had a little cash coming in and then we could kind of afford to get ready. So she labored all night or all morning. And, um, and we also had waited, we didn't know what we were going to have. So we were just waiting to find out from the birth if it was a boy or a girl. Um, so she's in front of me, I'm in the pool and she's laying on me, um, you know, facing out. So she, her back is to my chest and she's basically, we're like trying to pull the baby out. The baby's starting to poke out in the water and she just pushes the baby out. She comes right out. We keep her underwater because they're still getting their oxygen right from their umbilical Mm -hmm. cords. So it's tripping me out because I'm like, my little girl's under there. You can immediately, we saw she's a little girl and she's under the water and the midwife's like, she's fine. She's just, we're going to bring her out slowly and let's talk through it for a sec. And it was just really trippy to see a baby under the water like that, but not needing to be pulled out. Right. <laughs> and you're also dealing with some hippies. And you're like, you sure you know what you're talking about here? And whatever. <laughs> right. So anyway, we pull her finally out of the water. They give her a little tilt, make sure that, you know, the mucus comes out and everything. She, she caught, coughed it up a little, starts breathing. She's on my, my, uh, on her mother's chest and her mother's on my chest and, we're just holding the baby and you guys know the bliss of, Oh my God, we just went through this thing together. And oh, you, you just went through a metamorphosis and Oh my God. And we're looking at the baby. And then all of a sudden I hear um, our midwife go hang, hang. My ex's name is hang. She goes, hang, hang, start snapping her fingers. And I kind of look up at the midwife and I can see the panic on her face and the baby's fine. And then I notice the whole pool is full of blood. The whole pool is full of blood. 
and I'm going, what's, what, what's going on? What's going on? And then it just pure chaos ensued from that moment on called the fire ambulance. Everybody shows up. And basically what had happened was her placenta had detached halfway right from her uterine wall. Right. So all those blood vessels are wide open and she's just bleeding out. And normally it will fully detach and the cervix closes up and that's how they stop the bleeding. Right. Yeah. And that's the natural form of what goes down. So in this case, it didn't close because it wasn't out yet. It was only halfway. They're t- literally trying to pull from the umbilical cord out to the her placenta. Oh, man, out visual. It's hardcore. Yeah. It's hardcore. And my baby at that point was, she was disconnected. And my sister luckily was in town and was there already holding our newborn baby. And um, we, you know, I'm thinking, I'm looking at my wife at the time and I'm just thinking, she's dying right now. She's, she's dying. Right. So they get the ambulance comes, these firemen come, all these big strapping firemen show up to my house (laughs) and pull my wife out of the water naked. And I'm just like, Oh my God, this is insane. We load her up. We all rush to the, the hospital. Long story short, they're like, we've got to, we've got to basically do a C-section to get this out of her now. And they've stabilized her, but it was insane. She was so pale. Her face had, you know, just, she had uh, blood vessels were burst all in her face. She looked like a zombie. You know how like the zombies look in the yeah, movies with the yeah. burst. That's what she looked like. It was, it was mind blowing. So they, they were like, we're going to have to perform a C-section. We're going to have to do a surgery. The baby was totally fine um, at that point. So this is all just worry about her. They put her under to do the surgery, birth the placenta, everything closed up. She never had. It was once the stress started, she couldn't, it wouldn't release, right? As soon as they juiced her up with whatever, yep. and you know, anesthesia they were using, she just, it released. Thank God she closed up. She never had to have the surgery. And then a little addendum to this story. We later, six months later, everybody's fine. We're, we, we're li- at this point, we had moved again. We're living in Topanga. We bought a house. And we had met these people. Well, she had met this girl surfing in the water. And she goes, I love this girl. I want to have her and her husband over for dinner. We're going to be friends. We have kids the same age, whatever. I'm like, great. Her husband's a firefighter. Awesome. Sounds cool. Whatever. Invite them over. He's one of the firefighters yep. who was there that day. Right? And he goes, in that case was when I, that's I, the second I got you guys in the hospital, I went straight home and I said, we're not having a kid at home. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. So we, we prevented them from doing the home birth. Everybody, everything worked out. Everybody was fine, but it was a, a wild experience. Needless to say, these two boys were not home births. <laughs> yeah. And I can imagine. Wow. Great story, man. Whew. Yeah, Engaging, exciting. I mean, I was like wild. right there with you in intense. Oh, and with that being said, party people, this is episode number 100 with Zach Knighton, star of NBC and CBS's Magnum P.I. Um, That's it for part one. We are going to see you next week for part two, episode 100. So make sure you like up, subscribe, do all the things on the social media, and we'll catch you next week right here. Have a great rest of your day. See you.